0: We're starting from the Mishnah halfway down on the Amit. So the premise here that the Mishnah is going to discuss is that before a person gets married to a woman, he has to know, you know, who, who said that she's actually kosher, who said her lineage is good. And according to Rashi, it seems like the, 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 the big question in front of any person getting married to a woman is who said she doesn't descend from Amzehir from Kusim, from Nasinim. So it's not only P'sulikuna; it's really a general thing, according to Rashi. So, Anisha, Anose Isha, woman, if a person wants to get married to a woman. So, now we say that he has to do an investigation, look into her. So how far back does he go? If she's a Kohenes, if she's the daughter of a Kohen. So, then Sark lives over Gachrea, Arbi, Moshe, and Then he has to look at four of her mothers. So, meaning he's looking back at her female ancestors. The Marble will discuss why you only look at female ancestors. But he's looking back at the female ancestors and their mothers. So, basically, four. Of her female ancestors, including their mothers, which is eight altogether. What is that? So we go through what the four are eight. So here we go. We have Ima, Ima her mother, which is also for Ima, because each one again is, is in their mothers as well. So her mother and the mother of her mother. Aim Avi Ima vi Ima, 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 the mother of her, her mother's father and her mother. The Aim Avi Ima. Ima, 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 Ima the mother of her father and her mother, and the mother of her father's mother and her mother as well. So those are the four mothers that you have to look at, and including their mothers. So that's the basic investigation. Again, you, according to Rasha, you're looking for general absolute kahal. you're trying to investigate and find out, clarify that they weren't any man-jarebenes, or, or something like that. That's all if you're marrying a Kohenes. But let's say you're marrying Lavi Yisraelis, the daughter of Levi, the daughter of Yisrael. So then you have to look even more. Why? The premise is, is that Elavim and Yisraelim are just not as careful about their yichas as Kohenim are. Again, even though, according to Rashi here, the the issue is not unique about Pesulah It's just general. How do you know that I'm has seen him? But Usually, koan, a better yichas. So therefore, when you're marrying a koan, a daughter of a koan, someone in front of a koan, you only look into her four mothers that are eight, but when it's is, is so then you have to add another one. So what does that mean? Meaning for every mother you're looking into, you also have to look into the maternal grandmother of those four women. Of the, what are the four? Her mother, the maternal grandfather's mother, the paternal grandmother, and her paternal grandfather's mother. Those are the four principle. So when you're marrying a koan, you just look into all those four, their mothers as well. But here, when you're married, you take a look into the maternal grandmothers of those four women that were listed as well. All right, now the Mishnah tells you, once you find that there was a Kohen who actually did the Avodah in the base of Mikdash, and it, was, it discovers that there was an ancestor, there was a Kohen who did Avodah, so then you don't have to investigate the female ancestors of such a Kohen. In other words, let's say you're discovering that her, uh, her paternal grandfather uh, her, uh, was a Kohen. So then you don't have to investigate that that coin's mother or his maternal grandmother may have been no good. For sure, we would never have let someone serve in the Vesamikdash HaMikdash if they descended from Mamzer. Because remember, again, if someone is a Mamzer, if it was a mother, let's say it was a Mamzer, then it's going to influence the son as well. There would be not be, you know, no, way we would, no way we would let a coin Mamzer do that voda. Or if you find, that, let's say you're looking into a Levi family and you find that he was on the platform, the platform means the place where the Levium would sink. So if you find that the, he, he was singing, so then you don't have to investigate further. You don't have to look. If you find that someone was a member of the Sanhedrin, you don't have to look into their mothers. So it seems to, the premise is that we wouldn't let someone um, be a judge on the Sanhedrin unless, unless they had good be Similarly, the Similarly, anyone whose ancestors were known to be public officials. The Gemara will exactly uh, explain to us what is this public officials thing. Or, g'v'ay People collect the tzedakah. Interesting thing. Like, why? Why do we assume all oh, everyone who collects charity, like, like a gavai, has, has good yichas, We'll see in the gemara. So, those people seen Lacuna We can marry off their daughters to We don't have to look into their mothers. Okay. Rabbi Yomer, there's more. Af Even someone who is a witness, he signed a witness on a document in the court of Shana of Ner you don't require any further investigation. And the idea is they only allowed witnesses to sign if they had pure yichas. Even someone who was listed as a soldier in the king's army. So we'll see which king and what's going on. But they wouldn't allow soldiers at some point in history to serve unless they had good yichas. So if you know that a soldier served, so again, you don't have to look into the yichas. All right, so basic premise, you're marrying a woman, we don't assume everything is good. You need to do investigation. There's different levels of investigation. The basic idea is you have to look into her four female mothers. Um, the, again, those are her mother, her maternal grandfather's mother, the paternal grandmother, and the paternal grandfather's mother. And uh, for, for Cohen's family, you have to look into their mothers as well. And then for, for, for Livia Israelis, you have to look not only into those four mothers, but also into their maternal grandmothers. Fine. However, the Mishnah tells you that there are time, things that you can discover that says, okay, stop. There's no way that these, these people may have been possible doing avod in the base. Megdosh Levium, Sanhedrin, being also to be a, a community leader, a charity collector, according to certain opinion, bringing witnesses, and according to other witnesses, even being in the army. So the Mora asked an obvious question. Why are only the women being examined and not the men? If the father would be a mamzer in the family, that would also impact the daughter, right? Remember, if either the father or the mother are mamzer, then they, this son or daughter would be a mamzer. So why are you only looking into, into the girl's mothers. Says the Gemara, <laughs> very so much of sociological insight here. <laughs> when women are fighting and they want to call each other names and they want to bring up the skeletons, what skeletons do they bring up? They accuse each other of just being immoral. They say, oh, you did this or you do that, you know, you're bad. <laughs> but if there was something that was wrong, that's them with the yichas. Let's say one of the girl's parents was a mom. It <laughs> wouldn't be widely known. Meaning, that's not the skeletons that they bring up. If a girl is in a fight with another girl, she doesn't go to, her, to, to that girl's parents and figure out, you know, she descended from a momser on her father's grandmother's side. You know, that, that's not what they're looking at. So, therefore, it's much easier for a woman uh, to hide her status of being a momser. But Gavri with men, the Khmitsabadzi, when men are fighting with one another, but Yosemite, the way that they taunt each other is with their Yikhas. So Misa Di if there was something wrong with someone's yichas, it's like colour, what everyone would have known about it. So therefore, no news is good news when it comes to men. Not knowing about it gives us an automatic assumption they're not manjim. That's why you don't have to look into the fathers. With the women, they taunt each other with other things. They don't taunt each other with the status of yhos. That's why you have to examine. All right. Now the Gemara moves to a different question. Why is she not investigating him? The Mishnah says, when a man marries a woman, he should investigate her family. How come when a woman marries a man, it doesn't say that she should investigate his family? It says, The Gemara says that the Rabbits are proof to the Rabbits, that women don't have the isra of marrying P'sulim. So here's the big problem with the Gemara. What is the context for that statement? That's talking about Isuri Kahuna. A kohenes doesn't have the isra of marrying someone who's not fit to be a Kohen. If a Kohenis would marry someone who's not fit to be a Kohenist, there no, there's no issue with that. She's not doing an Isser. A Kohenist has to be very careful who he marries. There are a The psilicahuna don't go the other way. They don't apply to a khanist. But that's not what our mission is talking about. Our mission is talking about general psilicahal, maybe someone who's a mamzer. So a, mamzer, a, 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 a Jewish girl could certainly also to marry a mamzer. So then what, what's the pshan and the Gamar? So Rashi says a good thing. Since I see that the Torah is more mekel on women by Isseri so then when the Rabbanon made, obviously this is a whole din of the Mishnah said the Rabbana to be Mahmer and investigate, maybe someone was a Mamzer, they only made it on men and not women. Even though if someone would really be a Mamzer, it would be a problem for the woman as well. Right? We're not talking about Sullika, we're talking about Sullika how. But since I find the spirit of the law, I find by Isri Kuna that it's only on the Isra for Kohanim to marry unfit women, but not for the Kohanes to marry an unfit man. For those p'sulek kahal, so therefore even by for p'sulekuna, so therefore now even by Psule so kahal, the rabbonim weren't an uh, investigation that the woman has to do. Big chiddush. Says the Gemara, So here we're looking at a bris. you look at the four mothers um, and their mothers and maternal grandmothers, which is twelve mothers altogether. So, what's going on here? It seems like our mission was only saying four and their mothers. But he's saying, no, you have to look at their mothers uh, and maternal grandmothers as well. So, that itself, we're going to see in a second, that doesn't have to be a stira. That could be like the missionary self acknowledged by Bas Levi or Bas Yisrael. The done, but then you have another prize that says, Dalimah's four mothers, which gets to 16. So wait a second here, says the Mishnah, we understand the b'risa, doesn't argue on the Mishnah. He's going to say the b'risa, which said 12, is where we say you look into not only the four principal ones, but their mothers and maternal grandmothers. So very good, that's four, that's 12. There's no conflict between that and the Mishnah. And here we have another b'risa saying you get to 16, what in the world is 16? So Mars says, lo, what's going to happen is that we're going to reinterpret our Mishnah. There's no My ordachas. When what did the Mishnah mean when it said if you're marrying the daughter of a Levite Israel, you have to look into one more? It, we thought until now it means not only do you look into the four principals' mothers, you also look into their maternal grandmothers. It so says no, it means another so pair of mothers, and and it means to say the mother and the grandmother is added to the list. So you have the four principal women and their mothers. So that meaning already by a when it said you look into the four principal women and their mothers, means you investigate the mothers and the maternal grandmothers. So therefore and you get to a Levi Yisrael and you have to do another one, another level, that's what, that, that's what gets you to a total of 16. So it gets a little bit confusing, right? At the end of the day, we're saying that um, when the Mishnah says you wanted to look into the daughter of Levi Yisrael, so you have to add more. It means a whole other pair that is added and that's how we get the total here of 16. And again, but the point is certainly the price was talking about someone who wants to marry the daughter of Yisrael or Levi. All right. Continues the Gemara, the whole Yisrael here that you have to look into. with It's only Remer. You don't have to look into anything. All families are assumed to be good. Unless you have some sort of evidence to, to make you nervous, all families are assumed to be good. You're not required to do any bidika. Says the Marini, is this true? Our Mishnah is speaking about a case where there was an error. What's error? It means that two witnesses come to the court and they, they don't say we know someone was a mamza. And then, then we know there was a mamza. And Then There's no question. You can't marry. But they say we heard that this person descends from Mamzer. So that, what that creates is something called a, like a contest. It's an error. So there, the halacha is that you have to look into it because we don't know one way or the other. Two witnesses showed up in court and they said, we heard about it, that there's Mamzer in the family. That's what the Mishnah is talking about when you need investigation. So if Rav is right, certainly the Chachamim should be masked you have to look into it. In other words, you can't say that the Chachamim would say, even in that case, you don't have to look into it. How could that be? There's an error. In other words, we have a valid contest here that the court has to deal with. So the Kumar says you're right. The one who said over what Rav said did not say over the other statement. If you say the Mishnah is talking about error, so then even the Rabbana would agree. If you want to say the Mishnah is not talking about with error, then the Rabbana don't agree to the Mishnah. So because of so there's Machlokes Rameir and the Rabbanan without an error, if the Mishnah is talking about an error, then the Rabbana will agree. Says Mar, you can other people say. All families are assumed to be good. On that, <laughs> But Chachamim agree that if there was an error, then you have to examine her even according to the Chachamim. So that's just a different way that the information was taught, but ultimately it agrees with the first Lashem. In Bokan Mezbech, we don't investigate from the Kohen who did on the Beisamekash, and up. If it's discovered that there was a Kohen, you don't have to look into the female ancestors of that Kohen. My time, I if he hadn't been examined, they never would have elevated him to the esteem, you know, status of doing avodah we say that the judges at good yichus of Kwan and Leviyam, that's where that's where they uh, that's where they sat so therefore we assume that only Levium with good yichas can sing maybe someone was a judge with bad yichus how do we know just because we judge he had good the same way the members of the sanhedrin. Have to be clean in terms of their tzaddik, how just they are. They have to have absolute integrity. They have to not have any blemish as well. Says the Gemara. it? And we mean? Blemish. It's all beautiful without any blemish here. So this is interesting. We're talking about the or we're applying this specifically to this aneshrin. It has to be free. Of any yichas. it can't be. We're talking about all Jews because certainly there are Jews with with absolutely yichas. So cool this idea that none of you have a mom is applying to the Sanhedrin. Says the Gemara. But how do you know what type of mom that is? Even Maybe that's talking about a physical blemish. We're saying maybe the members of Sanhedrin can have physical blemishes, but not um, something with their with their with their yichas. So the Pasik says, The members of Sanhedrin will stand together with you, Moshe. So what does it mean with you, imach? But don't they should resemble you. So just like Moshe didn't have any psuliyicha, so too they should not have psuliyicha. So that's a different source. Says so Marv Maybe it was different over there because they were about to get ruach hakodesh, right? By regular judges in the future. Maybe they do they, they don't have to have good yichas. So it says here by Moshe that it will ease it from you, and they'll bear it together with you, so it's an extra patsuk. They resemble you free of any ichas. So we have a drasha, that to be a judge, imach, you have to be like Moshe Rabbeinu, who had no b'sul in his ichas. Then we said anyone who's a public official, or so I gave then 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 we don't have to look further. Lemmehra, it sounds like, we don't make these people... Uh, um we don't allow psulim to, to be public officials. For a minute we have a steer in the Mishnah Kokshin of Laddin Din Right? The blast just to clarify, the last thing we spoke on Sanjana, we're talking about Sanajultan yushalayim. Now we're talking about public officials who might be judging, you know, a petty court case with three, you know, with three judges, like something small. So how do we know what the Mishnah says everyone is eligible to judge a monetary case? But not a capital case. What do you mean to include him if moms there? or mom's a momser, a Mamzer is allowed to judge on a small little court. Of someone else, someone else, someone, else, someone, else, someone owes someone else money. So how can the Mishnah say that even a public official, we assume has good yichus? Rabbi Yishalayim. Our mission was talking about only Yishalayim. If you found that he was a judge in Yishalayim, all the judges had to be fit. So what's the pshat Yishalayim? That's him as another din pasha. not. It's just that that was the custom. You know they had higher standards in Jerusalem. And therefore, on a practical level now, if you find out that someone's a public official in Yubishu lime, you don't have to go look further. dig further. see. And then we said, if you find out someone who was a gavit Stakah, you don't have to look further. My time of why being the gavit Stakah, do we assume that we have good yichas. Kiv the Metzvah since they have to always fight with people. Damar Mar, Shabbos. You could take a pledge, right? If someone owes charity and he hasn't paid, you can take a pledge for him forcibly, even on Erev Shabbos. Right? People are busy. And if somebody's taking something from you and I Shabbos and you're mad about it, certainly you're going to get into a fight. So what are you going to do if you get into a fight? If you know the Gavet Staka, you're going to call him every bad name in the books. So Misa, if the guy was really a apostle, is like Allah. We would have found out about it. So the fact that this person hadn't been accused yet in town of having bad yichas is a riot that his yichas is good. All right, says the Gemara story. Was the, interesante. The, interesante. the host of Adarava descended from converts. Came from Gayram. Come in see Now the host was quarreling together with Rabbi. Zamata. He said, I'm gonna run what's going on in the town. Maramana Avins One said, No, I am. So if the hotel owner is in a fight with somebody else about who's in charge of the affairs of the town. Also, come the came from The says you should appoint for yourself. A king from, from your brothers. So, what's this so, appoint and appoint? For every appointment, not only for kings. Every <laughs> appointment that you make, every public official has to be from someone who is a, who is a regular Jew. So, this host who comes from Gerim is disqualified because he's not <laughs> implies that he was born Jewish. But does that apply even if? Rav Advar Ava is speaking up on the behalf of his host here, right? That's the story, right? just to get the names here. It was Rav Ava who was being hosted by this person who was a ger. And this ger was getting upsocked and, you know, he can't be in charge of things in the town because he's a ger. So now, so now, Rav Advar Ava is sticking up and he's saying, Avilam Yisrael is the pastor talking about even if the mother, let's say, a ger married a regular Jewish girl. So now, with the child, not being in Achacha, so he said, No, you're right. Yosef said, if the mother is a Jew, we're naturally born, so then it's um, So therefore now the, the host is back in. He's a, he could be. So go the Bibi is a great person, spiritually He should look into the spiritual things in the town. And the host should look into the you know the practical civil things that go in the town. So, so we see a compromise was reached because of that. Amar ba Hilgah, And you know what the takeaway is? You should always host the Torah scholar in your in your hotel. The Asher Reb Ravi you should take in the scholar Reb The other half of Pesachus, he knows how to argue on his behalf. He defended his host. Rav Zera Rav Zera would deal with them respectfully, meaning when we come to the children of Geirin, he would, he would in fact, allow them to be an authority. would allow them. they didn't even allow them to be the inspector of weights and measures, meaning, what about, like, very small positions? they didn't let them do much. they wouldn't even allow them to be a supervisor of the irrigation systems, like, nothing nothing big. Alright, you said someone who's a witness on a document in the court Near Tzipori is a raya he's kosher. My time, what is the reason? Diger mach me because in that town they would examine witnesses and only if he had good yichas would well, they let him sign. Chulin when Antigios says that even if someone was a soldier in the army, you assume he is good yichas. Amar Rav Yudam Rishmon B'Chayos, Rav David, we're talking about the troops in David David Amelas army. Those were all good. Were all good. They didn't have any bsula yichas. Amar Rav Where do we see this? So it says that there. Their um, their yichus was found during the war. Matayamai, why wa Taka David was he so machmir on the yichus? I'm Rav Yudam He wanted his soldiers to have good merit, so therefore he wanted his army to have pure yichus. It says the Gemara, is this true? Vayikadzelek ha'amoni, vayikadzelek Amoni. What does it mean, the Ammon? This is all people who were in David's army. So Mielavosim Ammon. He came from Ammon. He converted. So we see that there were converts were accepted. Says the Gemara, It means he lived in Ammon, but he was actually a regular Israel. Vika Uria Hachiti. Or you have the Chiti. He came from Chitin. He converted to Lohdias He lived in Chitin. Maybe it just means he lived in Gaza. Remember Nachmin? It's just to understand. Only a guy can make a Bitla A Vodazar. If you have an idol and you smash a part of it, you deform it, then it becomes Mutra But only a guy has the capacity, not a capacity, not, not, not a Jew. So it says there in the context in that story that Itai... Was being a vatal so clearly we see that he was mamish uh, a So, so if he was not a Jew and still he's fighting the army, what's going on? they were all children of Yufostar, Right, you have a captive that you take a non-Jewish girl and convert her and have children with her. And David had those in his army. We got blue They had their short haircuts, and they grew their hair with the with the long lock, like the gaisha haircut that only Ga'im do. They would all sit in carriages of gold. They were the head of the troops. They didn't even They were the strong men of the army of David. They're not even Jewish, and still they're serving in the army over here. So this is a whole question over here about about whether or not the, the children of Aisha and in fact, are, are Jewish or not. It sounds like from the Gemara they're not, right? That's the idea. But it seems that, that Rashi's learning, Rashi learned chat, that there's two stages of Ayyosh Hashanah's Tower. First, you have Bia with her, and then you convert her. And then we're talking about specifically children that would be born before the conversion process was complete. So those children are gaish, and yet we see that they're in David's army. So says, <speaking in Hebrew> the Gemara, the Azbus, the they didn't actually fight, they just fr- frightened the enemy. Like, they look like, they were you know, so they, they, they look strong and they were intimidating. But they, in the actual fighting, they didn't partake. So we defend the fact that the only people who actually fought in David's army were people with good ikhlas.